because it was intimate. It was intimate marriage. at one point, right? Yeah, it was. But, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, well, I mean, that happens to a lot of marriages. <sighs> Beautiful. Okay, uh, uh, guys, I think we, I think we know what we're going to talk about today, and I think I know intimate marriages. I think oh, I yeah. know what we're going to start with the the the, <laughs> the beginning clip. So, all right, <laughs> three, two. What's up, folks? It's uh, you know, the Jazz didn't make another trade edition of the hitting the high notes. These fucking losers are on the way to another year. No, that, that that's how. Like, if we did a show last week, that's probably how I would have started it. So, no, let me let me let me. That, that's almost exactly how you would have started. It, <laughs> exactly. All right, let me. I'm gonna. Whew, scene three, two. What's up, folks? It's another edition, a disappointing edition, always a disappointing edition of Hitting the High Notes, Jazz Talk. It's I am here. We're recording a night early, um, uh, and we have so much to talk about, so let's get right to it. He goes the distance. He 49s. Um, uh, it's uh, Jared Barker. What's up, man? Low notes tonight, baby! <laughs> we have a, we have a lot of low notes tonight. I thought... You know, we were like two minutes away from having like, well, at least we won. But here are the things that we didn't like, and now we have just a lot of stuff we don't like. Um, and um, uh, next up is um, uh, someone who I've had a non-intimate ma- marriage with for uh, almost twenty years now, um, uh, over twenty years now, actually. Um, uh, Mr. Dragon Squash himself, Logan. What's up, man? Uh, first of all, we're getting really old because that's an actually an a- accurate statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I thought I thought you're gonna I thought you're gonna transition with with things that people also don't like, and then go to me, which seems <laughs> also fair and accurate. You are that like uh, I hosted a we well Jared and I hosted a space tonight. We probably got maybe close to eight to nine people on there. Uh, not very long, but if if Dragon Swatcher were to host a, a a space night, you know, it w- it would be up to the like you know Sarah Todd's uh, Tony Jones. Um, uh, Andy Larson, um, uh, participation, um, uh, uh, spaces, um, uh, that, that's how many people follow the Squatch for his advice. And, um, uh, did, did you tweet out already about the jazz losing? Uh, no, I've, I've been off Twitter for about a week now. I think I'm going to continue that oh, right. well, sabbatical good. for a minute. <laughs> uh, you know, Hey, the, the, I, well, I was trying to stay off too. And then the trade deadline happened and I just couldn't help but get a couple snarky ones fired off. Um, oh. All right. Well, I, I, I have I, I so much. That, I, I know you did that fake intro with the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I'm still, I'm still carrying that. Well, disappointment, yeah. So. Yeah. I was gonna. I was going to. I'm a, like that was like the main, like you know, guts of our show tonight. Uh, it was supposed to be until the Jazz played the Lakers, and then I was like, oh well. Fuck. Get <laughs> the bed again. I was like, okay. LA. So. Woo! I mean, we talked about this in the space, and Dragon... Let's fucking go! Let's freaking go! Run it back, baby! <laughs> the So the Jazz, um, like, losing to the Lakers, like, doesn't matter, like, where, where the Lakers are, where the Jazz are, like, you just, like, that's the team that you just want to beat regardless. Like, like, it might be the last game of the season, and the Jazz might be tanking for the first draft pick, and a win would, you know, cost them to... Um, uh, go to the second. Like you still want to beat the Lakers in that in that situation. In that situation, you know, like um, you just never want to lose to the Lakers, and it's it's just unbelievably crazy to me um, that the Jazz lost tonight uh, in spectacular fashion. Uh, but yeah, like um, how do you feel? Like like we the Jazz have had some bad losses. The Rockets, the Pistons twice. You know, the Lakers blowout is where does this rank up in the in like the worst losses of the season for you, there, uh, Dragon? Um, definitely the first, the first loss to the Lakers for me was the worst one of the season. That's the one that kind of gutted me. I haven't ever really recovered from that uh-huh. particular Lakers loss. That was, that was um, like a, this, a month this, ago. This, yeah, this, but then shortly after that was when the whole downfall happened, right? The injuries, the COVID, the team was terrible. Some of it justified, some of it not justified. So that, that one was the worst one for me. Um, this one was, I was like half awake watching it. I fell asleep in the third quarter. So I, 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 I may have more rage tomorrow, but you're right. The Lakers have this inherent, no matter how good or bad, there's an inherent hate to lose to the Lakers with the exception of when Kobe goes off for 60 on uh, Gordon Hayward. Other than that, it's always just inherent rage. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it's kind of, uh, it kind of sums up a lot of the way I feel about just the Jazz in general is, 
this last six game stretch where they've won all their games, they look like the Jazz of last year, right? Which is a really a really good team. No one's disputing it being a good team. And then I do think they're a better team than the Lakers. And they, they it felt like they controlled the entire game for three and a half quarters, right? And then uh, when it came to winning time, much like game six last year against the Clippers, you know, I think an inferior team rose up and just had the dudes to to make something happen. I get the LeBron's, you know, 1A or 1B in the GOAT argument, but it was, it's just, I don't know, it kind of just encapsula- encapsulated everything. So, yeah, Le- LeBron, um, LeBron and Terrence Mann are going to be in the Hall of Fame, you know, together. Um, absolutely. And, you know, so. Jared, I mean, this is, I mean, you know, we were thinking about doing like a, a friendly jab at, uh, at AJ and it's twice, backfired twice now because I'm, uh, I fully intended. Well, I told you what was going to happen is that like my, my, my thought on the back end of it is, was, um, you know, that he was going to be able to troll us because it's like, I mean, rest and piss on your season too, because you guys didn't make a change that you needed at the trade. Well, yeah, so that, that's what I was going to say. Like, my first, I mean, first was, I would... uh, we were going to talk to him about the trade deadline because I fully intended or fully um, thought that, you know, Russell Westbrook was not going to be moved before deadline because they just, it was just a very hard contract to move. And even right. at, even at the beginning of the season, though, Logan had said something like, you know, the Lakers are going to make a move because they always do. And, that was still in the back of my head, like, oh, that probably could still happen. But it didn't, didn't happen. I'm like, all right. But then the Jazz didn't do anything. And I was like, oh, well, shit. No, you know, but that, I, I, that shit on our parade. And then we were gonna, we were thinking about inviting him on and talk tra- trash. And I was like, well, you know, for most of that game, I was like, I was like it'd be kind of funny because, like, you know, the Jazz are just going to beat the piss out of the, the Lakers here. Um, you know, I never felt like it was in doubt. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, the Jazz lost. And so twice now that I thought we were, you know, going to do a friendly jab at AJ. And uh, he still owns us. Yeah. yeah, that's the, that's the weird that's the weird flex part, right? Is everyone at least a lot of times on Twitter finding joy in all the Lakers losses, and there's been some bad ones, and this experiment certainly isn't working. But uh, yeah. it's a weird flex when we haven't beaten that team, so I don't really know. You know, uh, sometimes I guess, just, I, yeah. I guess every, every, everyone just chooses to carry like, it the way they want to carry. Like, it. Like, 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 I, I can't flex. We against... hate them because we ain't them, man. We hate them because <laughs> well, we it's, ain't it's, them. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like I'm a you know Devin Booker, the Suns, Simmons. Like none of that stuff gives me any joy. But you know, every once in a while, I'll see a Laker loss. I'm like, all right, well, you know, that's nice, <laughs> and that that gives me yeah. at least some joy. But like, nothing else matters, you know, besides the Jazz win and the, and the Lakers loss. But no, um, I'm a, trust me, I'm, I'm I'm all for encouraging more hate and less love. Right. So you're not going to do it for me. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just because my mind as a little shit bag always immediately goes to, well, we haven't beaten them. Yeah. But that's just because yeah. you know we, we I'm a shithead. But... <laughs> um. Uh. So real, real quick, so like, there's just not much to. There's, I don't know much if you have anything to pull from the game. Uh, so Dragon and I, we were talking, and we talked about this on the space, Jared. And, um, you know, then I mentioned that to Dragon and like before you got on. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I wrote that down in my notebook too. Is that, you know, at the end of the game, LeBron James is, we talk about this like ending five all the time. And like, you know, there's some defensive um, liabilities out there. But right. LeBron James is center trying to switch onto Rudy Gobert. And um, Logan, what did you? Th- I mean, I, like I saw that happen once. I'm like, okay, but then they did it two, three, you know, multiple times down the floor. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, this is yeah, going to play. The time, even the time LeBron Joe, Joe drew that foul on Royce, he was trying to hunt a switch, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, I don't. I've never been an advocate for knowing or understanding defense. Um, but uh, you know, and, and that's part of that's part of why I've taken a Twitter break is just to kind of watch things for myself again, like it used to be. Just watch it. I mean, I've got some friends I still text about it. you guys include about talking jazz, but as far as trying to maybe let some of that outside noise go and just see what my eyes were, and I thought the same thing you guys said. I wrote in my notes is, you know, I don't understand defense, but to me, it looked like they were hunting Rudy. Um, I'm sure there's a thousand explanations as to why they weren't hunting Rudy or why it wasn't Rudy's fault, but to me, it looked like they were hunting Rudy. Um, Russell Westbrook in the end as well. So, well, um, um, yeah, there was a quote from Rudy after the game that he's not a hundred percent and blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, then why are you fucking playing? What the fuck? Yeah, well, but, I mean, but but is it fair? Is, is it fair to say? I mean, is that the same feeling you guys got? It felt no, like they were hunt, yeah, hunting they were Rudy. Oh yeah, like I'm, uh, like I mean, I, 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 LeBron, I, I'm LeBron. usually scared that like they're gonna hunt Boyan in the in the last. Like I mean, we talked about it, you know, for years now, and I thought that was really. Do you think? Do you think Rudy played bad defense? Boyan was actually up in LeBron's shit, and he passed it off, and then he hunted uh, Rudy of all things. Yeah, right? I, I remember just, one possession very like, clearly where yeah. LeBron was up in his pocket. But, or but he's do, up in LeBron's do you think Rudy played that? Badly, incorrectly, would played it poorly. Um, no, I, I just, just think 
I think LeBron just wanted to sock it to Rudy for some reason. I I don't. And yeah, I mean that. I mean that. Here's that. That's that. That that that, that is. That is that was interesting, the, right? It, that it, was the feeling I got, and he's like, "Well, you've got all these defensive player awards and whatever." And so it's like, "Oh, yeah." Like, why would Le, like, why would LeBron care oh. though? Is is the funny thing? Like, why does LeBron care? Like, is 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 LeBron like, I was like, oh, you took a, you took it from my boy Russell Westbrook over here, or or Anthony Davis or something? Like, why does LeBron care? Um, I because he's petty. Have, have we not seen what a petty diva he is? But this he is like, but this, but, but, but he also, and he still also wants to prove he's the best. And it's like, so if you beat the best, supposedly the best defensive player, well, that, that's not petty. It's like you are the best. Yeah, that's is right. It that deep, is, it, is it that deep, or did he just see he had an advantage and took advantage of the yeah. advantage? And, and, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, maybe either. I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, well, here's the thing: if it's deep, like this is like, I mean, I get why Draymond does. It. I get why, um, uh, you know, all these other guys do it because. You know, Draymond wants to win those awards, and and those guys, and there's people that you know just yeah. But don't they like. also, I mean, let let let's be honest. Rudy would have been picked last again in the All Star game if it wasn't for James Harden. Right. Like, so again, this is where it comes to like, like, oh, there's Rudy just gets like weird hate from other players, maybe because he's foreign. They don't like him. I like they, yeah, straight I up don't like him. <laughs> They're trying to clown him as much as possible. Yeah, like, and, and, and it is what it is. Well, why is it is what it is? Like, why? That, that's the thing is like, like, I, don't, like, like, I, don't, like I don't know I don't I don't I don't know why and it may and, and Logan brings up like maybe it's not even just maybe it's just like he thought he could take Rudy off the dribble or whatever and I mean again credit to LeBron for shooting those threes right over Rudy like those are yeah. I mean that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think Rudy played, played are, bad defense yeah those are two la fuck you threes for sure those are some those good are... LeBron threes I'm like all right those are you know I, I thought Rudy played pretty good defense um, uh, the, uh, the weird thing was I didn't agree with you guys saying that like if Rudy steps up like he can test it better or whatever I, I'm pretty sure LeBron drives around him pretty easily if he steps up I mean that's just my opinion when you said you but, guys, you meant the people in the space. That, yeah, the yeah. people in space. I'm sorry. Right, I'm right, sorry. Right. I, Jared, I don't know if I, I don't know enough about defense to make that comment. <laughs> yeah, I I like I'm a Jared, Jared's like I'm a, you know <laughs> mixing the space that we had before and this and this conversation. But yeah, that's yeah. What, like I, I think Rudy, you know, was pretty tight on him. Rudy, you know, has length, so you know if Rubon is going to fire up, he's going to have to fire it up a lot higher. So I mean, again, I think I think LeBron for some reason just thought Nama he had a good better shot with Rudy on him than Royce on him which I thought was very weird and interesting and if well it, I think Royce has the quickness to to be able to follow him to the paint and I I, I get that but like LeBron didn't go to paint he just was like I'm going to take this three anyway so like he he didn't challenge Rudy you know in the paint he well, was like it, it felt like Rudy was daring him to drive though like cuz Cause don't you feel like I like Rudy did give him a little bit of space? Like I don't know, I just uh, shot off. I guess so. I mean, but uh, LeBron still has to like shoot, you know. Over, I mean, it's I, I want to say Rudy's hand was outreached, and maybe tomorrow when I uh, go and archive the game, I can look at it a little more closely. But uh, mm. in, in the moment, I was, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good defense. Like, you know, you, you gave yeah, him the I, shot. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that Rudy played bad defense. I think that what what is the interesting, I guess, bigger question is is that. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any poor defense being played. LeBron made some tough shots and did some impressive things, but I think it, it's just an interesting, uh, you know, thought activity when you think that that's essentially Rudy's calling card. I know that we like to now claim him to be one of the greatest offensive weapons in the history of basketball too, but <laughs> really his, his whole thing is defense and being an all-time great defender, right? Um, um, and, 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 and one night is, a, is, a, is just a small sample size, but I do think it's interesting that while Rudy did play it well and didn't play it wrong, that, that, you know, that's the thing that always concerns me is that that's his that's his staple. And when it comes down to it, you know, people take it to him and it's just not it doesn't it doesn't seem to work out in our favor all those times. You know, that's yeah. just my, my I mean, feeling on it all. That's, that's, that's the weird part. And yeah. Who's going to who's going to fault Rudy for not being as good and athletic as LeBron? Nobody really. But but then again, like you have to like I mean, it's just so weird because we say he's God every every year and every quarter. He's having the greatest defensive season in the history of the basketball. Right. So I just. I have a hard, I have a hard time with it. It's hard to understand and, and know what it was. Um, and so yeah. the, um, uh, I want to say that someone, someone who um, uh, has like uh, his, I don't know, his, I don't know where his Twitter handle is, but his, his, uh, like his name is Play Eric Pascal, and he brought something up that like you know if anybody who's listened to this for more than you know a year knows that um, he's like, well, what about the ending five? Like um, uh, those five guys that are in crunch time. How can we make that lineup better? Because you know you have Mike and Donovan out there who are kind of you know who are six one. 
Um, I think that was the best part of that discussion, honestly, because I, I really like the way you broke it down. Yeah, Royce, Royce. So I'm like we talked about it. So I mean, last year, one of my main reasons for like bringing up Bogey in the trade conversation was like, you know, you can put another guy on the bench, but it doesn't matter if Bogey's out there and um, uh, they're hunting him uh, at the end of the games. Um, you know, his offense won't matter if I'm uh, all of a sudden like on defense becomes a liability. Um, and so like we, we kind of like, so Mike, right. But Mike is a guy that you probably can't take off. I mean, just because even though he's like, he didn't score tonight, but there are times when his passing and, um, uh, like his leadership on the floor and his, uh, basketball IQ save the jazz and, um, uh, it, it'll happen more often than not, even when he's not scoring at a high clip, you know, Donovan, like, you know, less, you know, there's no reason to spend time talking about it. Royce. If you replace Royce with like Pascal house, um, Rudy Gay, you're just you know you're switching one for one. You you still have other problems, um, you know. I, I think um, we talked about like the obvious answer being Bog, uh, uh, Bogdanovich, um, but I think what people are trying to get at here is like, would it be better to take Rudy Gobert out, um, uh, and, and put one of those you know those three bench guys I mentioned in Dragon? I mean, um, how would you feel? Uh, last four minutes. The Clippers, the Blakers, whoever goes, you know, LeBron at center or whoever at Terrence Mann at center, um, you feel like I'm, uh, it's an advantage for the Jazz to take uh, Rudy Gobert out and try one of the Pascals, the Gays, or the or the Houses, the Homes. Uh, I mean, I, I believe I believe it would. I just wish that we would have some some form of flexibility, but we, that's never going to happen, though. So it's. Uh... I mean, like I said, uh, we, 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 we've had we've had this discussion quite a few never, times. With, never with, say with, never, with, though, because I feel like uh, with the speak. ending five. Well, well, it, and and t- t- tonight though, I don't necessarily. The, the problem is like tonight, I don't think was. I understand that they they scored down the stretch, but it wasn't t- tonight. I didn't walk away feeling like we had a defensive fall on our face. It was like a matter of offensively, things just went to shit, um, and we couldn't we couldn't do anything to counter punch necessarily. So it's just it depends on what the game is or what the situation is. But there isn't we don't really have flexibility. Analysis. Yeah. Our offense was just our our crunch time offense was awful. And I I was texting I was texting uh you know from Twitter Maddie G for three and he he was telling me that Twitter was imploding on itself and blaming Donovan for everything and and I told him I said Don played some hero ball down the stretch but also Royce just stuck his head so far up his ass on multiple possessions with, with some real terrible choices he made and then. Honestly, Mike Connolly was nowhere to be seen. I mean, when they showed him at the free throw line with four points on the night, I mean, God damn it, that's just not good enough. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just don't care. Like, that's, you know, I, I didn't necessarily feel like Donovan was really playing out of himself, but that's kind of the, as I'm trying to understand it more and more, that's the, com- that's the complex, you know, Quinn Snyder system, yeah. right? Which is just, he yeah. encourages that from Don and he encourages that from JC. So it's like you live and you die yeah. with it. Well, I'm what's, like, what's kind of been a bummer is I think that Donovan actually shown in these last six games and this season actually period is just he has shown he's been able to be more of a dynamic playmaker for others as well as not just himself. But it yeah. seems like that's just that's, that's yeah, J- Jared heard well. me. Jared heard me say this earlier that like Donovan um, uh, in the first like three and a half quarters, I go, God damn it, John, Donovan, please stop passing. Like he when he pumped fake like from like 35 feet out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one where he drove in, did a Euro step. And he probably could have laid it up, but then he passed it out to whoever was in the corner. Then it went to JC. JC yeah. pump faked, and then like I'm a bricked one right, right off the iron that went the other way for the uh, Austin Reeves and one. You know. Well, you know what's funny? Then I mean, I, I guess the my my issue is starting to become. It's like, do you make Donovan your point guard, and then say, hey, I just need a secondary ball handler. I'm going to trade away Matt Conley. See, you know what I can get for him. You know, in yeah. the in the season, obviously, hypothetically. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's a. It's starting to look like that is the the way that you should start looking at going. I mean, I mean, da- okay, I don't. I'm not gonna. Uh, I don't want to say it that way. I'm trying to think of a way to reword it. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna trade the, the numbers. Be damned, because there were <laughs> there were numbers that were saying, oh, well, Donovan's still not as good as the lead ball handler. Blah blah blah. Well, maybe that's something we need to find out. You well, know, I mean that's yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that was that was the that was the what the Ringer article of the year that everyone was up in arms and called everyone casuals for because someone put together a real long article on how the Jazz need to focus on making Don the primary playmaker. Period. Right. right. And it was just yeah. like, oh my god, how could you imagine? That? You don't watch the Jazz, you don't get it. 
Yeah. Um, and, and I, I don't know. I, I think we, I legitimately think when we get to the off season, you know, if this season ends the way the three of us think it'll probably end, <laughs> I think that we should have some, I think we should have some Mike Connolly pods. I think he's the new yeah. piece. That's very question, you know, very, um, you know, it wasn't just him. There were, there were moments tonight too, where it wasn't as though he just, cause sometimes he just disappears, right? He's doing those quiet things. Like you guys talk about that. He's, he's uh, who references that he's, he's doing, you know, the leadership. And then tonight, you know, he even had the ball in his hands. It wasn't as though Don was shooting every shot. There were a couple times that Conley had it too, and it turned out to be nothing. It was either yeah. some floppy off-balance shot in the paint, or I know he got to the free-throw line once, but it was, you know, he, he got his touches too, and it just it, you're always going to be at a massive disadvantage when those two guards, that backcourt is so small, right? Yep. So yeah. and it, it, yeah. it's, you're already uh, two strikes against you. Yeah. So so before we, like, hit trade that line here, like, I'm, uh, like Rudy Gobert, like, it just, it's weird for me to, like, try to entertain a thought, like, Hey, the Jazz are gonna be a better team in the last four minutes if the if the opponent goes small. That you take your you know multi million 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 dollar player off the court. You know you're you're a three time All Star, three time Defensive Player of the Year, um, uh, award winner for like Gay Pascal, and it'd be nice, I guess, you know, to see. But just it's hard for me to be like, yeah, that's that's probably a better lineup out there. But I don't know. It's just some. Um, uh, one of the things, and Mike Conley is a problem. Did, did we? How much Rudy Gay did we see tonight? I was kind of zero. We saw zero minutes of Rudy Gay tonight. Yeah, I was. He's still hurt. <laughs> he was out for okay. the game. Okay, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that he was hurt. I'm like, oh, yep, he's God. out. Um, uh, yeah. So basically, like what we're seeing from the rotation now, and talk about small. The Jazz are basically running three point guards out there, many much of the game. You're seeing gotcha. forced. Conley and uh, or sorry, Forrest Conley, Clarkson, Donovan. A lot of like one of those, uh, you know, a combination of those three men are out there a lot. And then we're seeing Daniel House take some of those, take some minutes in there. Um, uh, and then um, uh, if you ever see Iris Pascal in there right now, those are probably Rudy Gay minutes. But yeah, that's that's kind of like the quote unquote rotation right now, which um, uh, again, Forrest has you know turned a lot of people's opinions around of, of him. Um, uh, you know, the jazz fans are like, oh, oh, yeah, this Trout Forest guy is really good. Um, but again, you're those, right. those that those that have been in on him from day one aren't afraid to let you know. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I do love like, I do, I, I do like watching, you know, jazz fans hate a player, then love him, love a player, hate him, love him again. So, you know, the Hassan Whitesides, the, the Trent Forrests, um, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you are better off being Eric Pascal. When you're the twelfth or thirteenth man on the bench, and when you come in, you have or doke like you have zero expectations. So doing you know, this is you know doing the bare minimum, like men, right? Doing the bare minimum, and like oh okay yeah, like, like these guys are really good. Uh, but then once they start getting extended playing time or different roles, Hassan Whiteside having to start, and all of a sudden oh th- this player is really bad. Like no, this is it's the same player. But anyway, that's a, that's another rant for another time. Uh, we have plenty of rants. The Pascal stuff is hard to argue, though. He hasn't really fallen on his face too often in any situation he's been given. It's yep. really one of the weirder ones for me in a long time. And I get, I know there's been some compelling arguments made by you guys and you specifically, who about how he, I understand he can't be exactly the Joe Ingles minutes, but it's just, it's just interesting that we're so rigid in our, we're, we're as, as jazz fans, we've been conditioned by the system that uh, we got, we're considering taking, you know, <laughs> one of the better defenders in the league off the court because God forbid we take. One of these other two off the court, or three or four. It's just kind of just a weird mindset no. that, that Quinn's got us all in. And I mean, that's I my, mean, that's my that's, that's my that's my other note. Like I've got a lot of notes. When I showed you guys this. You'd probably report me for being schizophrenic or something. But <laughs> one of my notes is just like I'm just going to say this like straight up. And there's no, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I just I feel more at peace with it. I just don't like Quinn Snyder. Like I just don't like him. Like I don't I just don't like him. And so that's 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 what I've come to. It's like an AK situation for me where. Maybe I find self-fulfilling prophecy in the fact that I want him to not do well because I just don't like him. So that's, that's right. just that's my conf- that's my confession for the night. But just bothered me. There's 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 we there's going to be lots of I don't know. There's there's lots of weird questions. Just hearing the way we talk about stuff is just and and we we talk about it because that's what we've been given. It's just kind of a weird. It's a weird mindset. It's a weird system. It's a weird, complicated yeah. collection of things. But, oh, I'm a uh, Logan. It was it was it was nice knowing you, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, just, I, I don't know. Like, I was trying to get at it. I was just like, I don't think about him a lot. I just really don't. But then, like, as a lot of this, but then, but then coming, when you developed your friendship with Linus Clayza, like, 
Yeah, I mean, Linus is here every other weekend helping me build shit. So, I mean, it's just... It's, so, uh, gets it, gets it, it just comes up. It just does. Yeah, gets it, gets it told me, like, his dad is, like, an artist in, like, somewhere over there. There's some weird connection where I was trying to educate the world on Quinn Snyder's cocaine use and banging your wife, <laughs> Linus Clays' girlfriend on the... Right before I quit, right before I took a Twitter break, I was, that was the one upside was people didn't know about it. And I was able to educate a handful more. Uh, the, the more you know uh, the more you know um well the jazz so i mean this is i mean there's a whole lot of like angst in jazz Twitter. i mean jazz Twitter's gonna blow up anyway you know you you lose a bad game it's gonna blow up add on the fact that you lost to the lakers in a bad game okay cool that's that's another that's another factor add I on see. to a factor that the uh, the trade deadline was a week ago and the jazz didn't make a trade that a lot of people thought they were gonna make a trade for boom that's another layer so, um, yeah, a lot, yep. of, lot of pent up frustration like here. First, I still feel like the first Lakers loss pissed, pissed people off more. Like, that was the lightning in a bottle stage, like, where it's just like the sh- all the shit hit the fan. <laughs> well, and, and I think this one doesn't hurt. It's really hard, it's hard to replicate that now because it's been so much little things. And so, the people, people are angry, but there's a lot of people I've seen swing back the other way where. You know, I mean, the the evangelists for the the run it back, you know, the church of the run it back, um, have made have made their gains back because you know we had a six game winning streak, and it's like you know, yeah, good for them. You know? uh, yeah. I think I'm. Uh... It's, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to be as torn up when you win six in a row and yeah. drop this one. But, but it still it still sucks. And but and to me, I think it's actually a bigger issue than you know. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure predictably there's folks who are saying it's it's not that bad of a loss and it's only one loss. And uh, I don't know. And, and, and I get and I get that, but I'm also just this is kind of emblematic of the Jazz's problems the last two or three years is when the going gets tough, what do we do? And they shit the bed. That's what they um, do. We lost to a thirty seven year old man. I think for me, and maybe I don't know if other jazz fans feel this way. I mean and maybe this is like a revelation for those who are, are experiencing trauma for the first time. Um after the trade deadline, I was like, Oh, okay, well, the year's over. Like you know, uh, you know, when you guys asked me point Blake, you know, in January, like, oh, you think this team's still, you know, I still had a lot of hope in January because, like, I, I, I had believed in this team for a year and a half. I believed that pieces, I believe they, I still believe they're, they're a piece away. And then the trade deadline came and gone. I go, oh, they didn't get the yeah. piece that I thought they were going to get. And at that point, like, for me, that's when, like, it makes oh. me feel like that they're just ready to head into the offseason to blow it up. All, yeah, like, well, I mean, I don't. Even, I mean, all my. I don't, well, well, we'll get to that. Either, that, all, all either my... that, or the or the trade they wanted to make wasn't there anymore, and so they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna right. just have to blow it up." But I, I, I think that's why this this loss probably hurts maybe less because I think people's expectations were have been were, were sky high, and whether they know it or not, um, if they, I, I think if if you feel like this loss is not as hurtful, that maybe your expectations of this Jazz team has fallen. A little bit, and you just don't know yeah. it yet. <laughs> oh no, for 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 sure. No, I'm with you. I I can see that because I am I am in that boat. Right. I guess right. Yeah, same. The, the 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 first one stung more because it kind of just really was the first realization that this is not what we want them to be. And the trade deadline, the trade deadline was weird. And I think that, uh, you know, last year I was super surprised they did nothing, and like somehow this year they managed to be make it even more disappointing. <laughs> they, like I'm still, oh, no, I'm, no, still no, I'm still, no. I'm still, I'm still, they still for Jazz legend Matt Thomas last year, man. Well, remember we had that conversation. We were joking about when we got when we got whatever the guy's name is, Naw. Yeah, we got Naw, and I asked you, Jared, in the in the group chat text, is this, is this the equivalent of Matt Thomas? You're like, well, Naw is better. I'm like, I get that, but also we know our weaknesses are more. Last year, you could have held on to, hey, we're number yeah. one. Yeah, you know, don't tweak any. But this year, there's been clear exaggeration. No, and that's of our yeah, and that's so, why I came back with that, the, telling you, yeah, basically. The, which is kind of crazy, right? Because it's just. But the thing that drives me nuts is I understand there's not the big move, and like I and and every this is I guess it's just emblematic of being a jazz fan is there's always an excuse, right? Like the big move couldn't happen because of this, this, or this. But yeah. dude, every team does something. The, the Suns got Tory Craig back again, I believe. Correct? No, they got two guys back. They got Holland and they also Craig. and also like two again, small under a small under the radar move. But I think Milwaukee ended up getting like Serge Ibaka, right? Yes. Yep. Um, so like well, pe- that, to but, me that wasn't small because they traded away DiVincenzo, which is I was like, well, huh. that, that, that's what I'm saying. But the, these guys are making moves and doing things in the Jazz. That's, that's what we, we hear all the reasons why you know they're asset poor, they're this this or that or some. No, like, what it comes yeah. down to is they're just not. Well, I'm so tired of hearing the excuses. And like I said, that one of my favorite memes is the one the favorite memes I created was, and we joked about it earlier because I understand it's not get done at the deadline, but 
Russell Wilson's untradeable contract has been traded like four <laughs> times now. Westbrook. It got traded to Houston. It got traded to Washington. Westbrook. It's been traded to LA. Russell. Yeah, it's been, yeah, sorry. Hopefully it gets traded back to Houston again. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. No, Russell Wilson, you're just hoping he goes to the Broncos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I didn't stop in Denver. And that, that also makes me sick of my stomach to say it, but I um, do want Russell Wilson to be my Yeah, so um, uh, let, let's break down what the trades were. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's bring up the trades. So the the funny thing is that that uh, uh, funny is a relative term here. Um, that the Joe Ingles trade happened a day before um uh, the uh, trade deadline. So you know that day there's just yeah a, a bunch like of spaces. Our appetite just to kick us in the nuts the next yeah, day. Yeah, a bunch a bunch of spaces were opened up. You know people were talking. People were pretty excited because like number one, oh, man, I missed all that goodness when Ugh. when Joe Ingles got hurt. It was again like the when we had to click to them. I was like, like this opens the door because like. Now, you know, it opens the door for jazz fans and the in front of us going, okay, like we know that you're not gonna get production from Joe Ingles anyway. So the Jasmine got, got something. Like they wouldn't got you know, number one, they got a, a former seventeenth pick in the draft, number a uh, first round pick, uh still on a rookie contract, so still cost controlled um a young guy, twenty three, I wanna say, six five guard. Um Plus, um, uh, the rights to um, uh, not rights, but you know, he's a player. But to um, uh, Hernan Gomez, one of the Hernan Gomez's in the, in the league. Um, so they went and got um, uh, uh, uh you know, like the gnaw pieces, you know, the Alexander Walkerson. Um, that piece is, you know, like that's interesting. It's young, like you traded thirty-four year old Joe Ingles for a young piece. That's that's kind of impressive. I mean, it cost you uh, Elijah Hughes and uh, you know. Logan cover your ears, a second round draft pick, but like, all right, yeah. that's that's interesting. You, you got you got somebody that's young that might become something, and at the time I go, oh, that's a, that's a pretty good trade, especially when it like was, the, it was good in, in isolation. It is a good trade. Yeah, in, in a vacuum, they, they, the, they do what they're supposed to. Then yeah, in, right, in a, in, but, in, but the win now move didn't happen. In, in a vacuum, yeah. in a vacuum is like, I'm a, oh, you know, Nah is basically Jordan Clarkson. Like, oh, okay, so yeah, the, buy it, low. You know, if, if, if the Jazz are looking stuff. for. You know, a Jordan Lark Clarkson on a cheaper, younger contract. Um, uh, they still want some of the like offensive explosion off the bench. Okay, that's who they went and got. Which the very next day, I thought I, I would have bet a you know a pretty good, um, uh, you know, amount of money on you know that that probably means they were gonna try to move Jordan Clarkson. And I don't know if they didn't try, or what I think makes me feel worse about the trade line is that they tried really hard to move Jordan Clarkson. And they, you know, there was the, the bait was no good. You know, like they couldn't get any bites on it because there's not enough teams that want Jordan Clarkson at any price at, at a price that makes sense for the Jazz. Um, so that that was like the most disappointing part for me. Um, is that oh okay, like what I thought was Jordan Clarkson, what I thought would have okay value, maybe not a lot of value, but I thought you know there's gonna be like five six teams out there. That wouldn't mind giving you something like I, I'm sitting there talking myself into God. Who was that Boston guy that the Jazz fans coveted for? Only? Josh Richardson. Yeah, Richardson. Like Josh Richardson, who may not even be good. Like we have no well, idea. Josh well, you know what was insane? <laughs> like they they ended up flipping Richardson a pick and a swap for Derek White. Yeah, I mean they like, they found a better deal. Like I, I get it. Um, yeah, the Jazz. I mean that 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 that's, to me just is like is like oh yeah, the Jazz have basically Jordan Clarkson. Uh, even when we were doing that pre-trade pod, it's like I'm, uh, we were like, oh, the 26th pick. There's a lot of people who weren't willing, who didn't want to give away the the 26th pick or the 2026 pick. And you know um, why? Because they're 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 all in on a afraid being afraid Donovan's leaving. Like I mean, that's I mean they might not say that, but I, I that is in the, their psyche. I guarantee it. That no, I mean, I, I get it. But so so to me, it's just like okay. You, you got a pair of kings. So we're going to talk about Texas Hold'em again, guys. Um, you got a pair of kings on the uh, uh, in, in the hole there. You're like, okay. And you put 85% of your chips in for some reason. And then the flop comes out, nothing, nothing, nothing. And you're just like, oh. And the problem is that, like, if with these pair of kings come out uh, are in your hand and you, you have 85% of your chips in, if you don't win and, and you lose all that, you, you, are, you are in bad shape for the rest of the game. Because with that small of a chip stack, you know you lose the ability to bully. You lose the ability to um uh, uh to bluff. Like you're basically hoping that in one of the next few hands, you hit something really big that you can put all your money in, and you hope to double up off somebody else. But you know the Jazz have put so many like like there's really at this point, if you didn't go all in, you were going to be in trouble regardless. Like say the Jazz. So if the Jazz don't 
win it this year, which you know Logan alluded to earlier. We we don't think they're gonna they're gonna win this year. Um, Honestly, we might we might uh, go go out in the first round. Like hot take. <laughs> and, and and well, I mean, if that happens, like I mean, really, it, I mean, I don't I just don't know where you can lose where you feel oh, good because yeah. you know oh, Mike Conley's uh, mid thirties, Boyan Bogdanovich mid thirties. Um, uh, you know, Clarkson's going to be 30. Um, yeah, you really got to try to rebuild around Don in a hurry. That's yeah, and 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 you got to do it without first round draft picks. You have to do it, um, uh, with late yep. the whatever first round draft pick that you can draft with is going to be late. Um, you're not going to have you're not going to have a salary cap, you know, <laughs> so uh, you know, you, you're going to be using exceptions to pick up players. It's it's one of the things that like okay like I get not wanting to give away the twenty twenty six but I do like I, I it would have been harsh for me to stomach, but man like just like knowing that the Jazz one of their best trade chips was Jordan Clarkson and it feels like nobody wanted him, and I was like okay well that's <laughs> you know of the future because like, now we're talking about Mike Conley right you're talking about talking about trading Mike Conley next year who's going to be making thirty five ish forty million dollars. Um, well, I no, I mean like in the off season. No, no, I, that's what I'm saying. In the off season, you know, he's still going to be making thirty five, no, forty million dollars. He's not making that that much a year, bro. He's making like twenty million a year. No, twenty, whatever. Um, but but, but again, do you want to pay? Like, who? Do you think that's really valuable? As a what was he going to be thirty four, thirty five? And it, it, I guess it just depends on on what I mean. It depends. I don't know how valuable it is. Okay. I, I, how about this? How about this? The, the Conley that played tonight, what if that's the Conley that plays the rest of the year? Does that have value? Then, then he's going to have no. He's going to have no value. Okay. Because um, like, there's, there's a chance that happens, right? And there's, yes. a chance that, there's a chance that people look at this and go, oh. Yeah, you know? you're gonna start seeing more games like that. Ooh, do I really want that? You. Yeah, because you know, as, as we get older, <laughs> like, I mean, you're, you're not going to see. Awesome. I agree. It's totally possible. So yeah, so like, like, like now the Jazz are you know even more asset uh, poor. So what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to trade Mike Conley to the Lakers and take back Russell Westbrook and a pick. <laughs> no, I mean a Conley situation maybe is, is probably not something we're gonna get you know equal value. You're trying to maybe try to recoup some of your assets because yeah, I don't. There, there's no one out there you're like you're saying it's gonna be a a. a, a a swap that makes us better. You're gonna be picking up maybe a role player of some kind, but yeah, or the, a couple the, 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 the jazz. The jazz is all in move was a couple of years ago with Conley. So yeah. and well, they, I mean, the Jazz are, are trying to go all in, like they just can't quite put it because they I mean if you go all in and you fail, at least like you know if if you're in a poker hand and you go all in and you lose, all right, well then you know you're out of the game. You just go restart another game, or like you 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 know. But if if you leave yourself with ten percent of your chips, fifteen percent of your chips. You're sitting there trying to stay alive for another what, three, no, four, I, five minutes. No, I, 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 I completely agree with you. I think that like you know, last year it was just more of you know we, we like to see some changes and some switches, and we had, we had a different reason for why we want to see changes last year. But essentially, we didn't, we weren't comfortable with it, but we could stomach the fact they're the number one team, right? Yep. So okay, we get it. it you know, we we're disappointed as a fan because we thought you could do you know, don't rest on your laurels, always try to get better. That was our mindset, and that's fine. We're not any more right or wrong than the people who don't want to do that. I mean, honestly, we've been proven right so far. We could be proved wrong. We hope to be because we are Jazz fans still. But um, it is – it's just this year was even harder, like you said, because it seemed like the logical move. Like, it didn't even seem like a controversial move. Like, last year, there's plenty of controversy tied to disrupting the chemistry of the number one team in the league, right? That's not the that's not the situation this year. And so to do nothing is – logically just seems impossible. I'm still waiting for, like – some tweet to come out from Woj saying there was some paperwork lost in New York and actually the Jazz made a trade last week and they just didn't see it. Like, I'm just like waiting <laughs> for something to happen. You know, I, I, I really couldn't believe that because you guys, I was working all day and I didn't get anything in the group chat. I'm like, I think I texted you and I said, we really didn't do anything? Like, did I miss the deadline because I'm on a different time zone? Like, and there was nothing. Yeah. And it's just, and I think like you said, there's a number of angles to approach it from on a deeper level. Like, that's the part that is really disheartening because even – Earlier in the year, like when I was on the, the podcast with Mark on his, I, I think I said that I don't think that one move really changes the Jazz's major problems, which is kind of a really kind of uh, disheartening thing. And, and you're taking another angle, too, where it's like even big picture, not even just short term, but like big picture. It's kind of it doesn't feel super 
optimistic and the more and more it's starting to feel more and more like last year was an outlier rather than the norm or like a legitimate building piece the first time you said that like a month ago i was just like oh my goodness this is like like i've seen the truth and this is the truth Like here's the thing, I, I was super optimistic, not super optimistic, but I still like felt pretty good after the Jazz lost three thousand games in um uh, uh in January, and you know a mere two weeks later, like oh all right cool, so this is the team we're going down with, and uh, it's 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 um it's, it's hard because like now I, I do see a lot of Jazz fans who are moving on to not just the off season, but they're moving on to okay, this is the last we're gonna see of this group. This is this is not and not just like oh you know not Joe Eagles may not come back right like that I don't, was like, I don't know that to be I don't don't know that to be true either I'm just still your thunder but like I can see us being in the same situation a year from now where we're having the same frustrated debates like you think you would force change but like this year didn't force change so I, I don't know anyway I didn't mean to that that may not make it like again for people who maybe are because because there there may be some hope like okay well maybe you blow it up and say all right now we're making Donovan the focal point. There might be some beef between, not beef, beef on the road, but there might be tension. Uh, is that the right word between Rudy and, and Don? Like, all right, what, what can you get for Rudy? C- can you get a couple of first round picks for Rudy and take, take is, away? Is this the part where I pontificate about the, the little podcast? Uh, little, little. little. Cause the Chris Haynes pod, the Chris Haynes Donovan show. Uh sure. Well, I, I so you asked if we if we listened. I didn't. I, I I didn't feel the need to. But um uh yeah, I got some cliff notes from that. So what do you what do you have from that? Well, I'm just thinking like um it, it's funny because there was a I had a conversation with somebody I was trying to find earlier on the timeline. Uh, I don't know if that I would call. I don't know if he's a friend of the pod or, but he's he's very negative about the jazz. So that's that's our brand. Uh. <laughs> uh you guys i think you guys both know uh, d keaton uh zero d keaton 024 um he um he he was the one losing his shit when they gave donovan the player option a year (laughs) oh yeah okay that that makes so much sense now then well him and mccade were the ones who were the most upset about it well he's sure he's basically he hates donovan mitchell is what it looks like. And he's like, well, Donovan's just trying to look like a good guy and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm just like, man, I mean, he's a grown man. Like, he, if he doesn't come back, he doesn't come back. It's like, this uh, sounds like a youth problem. You're, <laughs> you're, like, really pissed at this guy. The, the thing but about anyway. the, the Haynes podcast um, is, like, I, mean, I think Mark uh, from the 2 and 3s actually said it pretty well. It was like, people are going to listen like to that. I po- understood Donovan a lot better after listening, personally. Yeah, pe- people um, who listen to the Donovan Mitchell podcast with Haynes, they're going to grab whatever soundbite they want. And be able to mold it to whatever. No, uh, but I, I feel like it just it just let me it just let me see a little piece. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I feel like I understand him a little bit better. If he leaves or I mean, if he stays or goes, to me, like, doesn't matter. It, it feels like to me, he. I don't know if he's made that decision yet. It just kind of felt like he he's leaving it open ended, like he always has. And it's like I don't have a problem with him doing that. Like he's. He's a grown ass man. Just let him let him live his damn life. I mean, that's I mean, that's that's that, that I, for but Donovan. Yes, I think that's a very good thing for Donovan to do for Donovan himself. Yeah, for a jazz fan, for the jazz fans, for for me personally, it creates a lot of anxiety because, like, okay, because what happens when I, what happens when I you do lose? Don't worry about that. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'm very confused. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm uh, gonna, uh, I'm if Donovan on, wants to leave and wants to force his way out, basically, right? So he was on, he was on, a, he was on a podcast recently. Uh, with Chris, Chris Haynes, yeah. yeah, you remember the guy who broke the Gordon Hayward story that everybody could call the shit bag because he, but he turned out to be right. Yeah, Chris Haynes. So what? So so essentially, you said jazz fans are latching on to whatever soundbite they want. What yeah, like, I mean, because I, there there's sounds about him and Rudy. There's soundbites about him and. What he wants to to complete in his career, I, I I haven't listened, but this is what I've seen from people. And Mark puts out like you know whatever you hear from that podcast, if you want to mold it to your own bias, you're gonna do that. And you know that's right. So that's part of the reason why I didn't feel like I needed to go and listen to it because I already I, I do have my thoughts right, and I, I do understand there's a fear of Donovan leaving. We, we I mean we we Donovan's contract player option comes up in twenty that's three years away, but 
I guess people are just more scared that he's going to force his way out of, of the Jazz. Um, again, this has been happening since his very first year, like right after his rookie season. People would see me wear a Donovan Mitchell jersey around. I'd be like, "Oh my God, do you think, you think he's gonna stay?" I'm like, "That was his rookie. Year. That was like six years ago." I was like, "I was like, okay, you know, he's gonna sign the extension, and he'll be here for you know about seven years, and at that point we'll figure it out." But this was from day almost day one of Donovan Mitchell. People were like, "Oh, is he gonna again?" It's I think it's PTSD from Gordon Hayward, and I get why there's there's anxiety from Jazz fans, and um, you know, again, Donovan. Should do what I mean again. Maybe the Jazz are just so bad in the next couple of years that it makes sense for Donovan to leave or force his way out. Um, it wouldn't make sense for Donovan to force his way out like with the year the Jazz were having this year. But um, and if they do that again next year, whatever. Like if they flame out again, but you know, like is it fair to say the Jazz have flamed out spectacular, spectacularly in the past couple of years? Yeah, like I mean, that, last I, year. The postseason. That's what I'm saying. Like, like they, they were up three one and, and and lost that. They were up two zero with home court advantage. Uh, Kawhi Leonard going out in game three, and lost that. Um, yeah, those, those are two pretty big, pretty big ones. And um, uh, again, like I mean, I, I get that you don't worry about it now. That, that, that that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that you can do that. Uh, but I do think there's some real trepidation. Uh, but also, you know, it's trepidation that. I don't know what can I do to handle that trepidation. Well, you know, maybe it's just not worry about, you know, what he yeah, says. So that's just that's a shitty part. You're still gonna be stupid fucking jazz fans no matter what happens. <laughs> too, so we're still gonna be here, and that, that that's the part that's like really the the deeper the deeper meaning part of all. Oh, why do we continue to do this to ourselves? But yeah, and here I, we are. I, th- I think at least I think at least with Don before he demands his way out, I think he demands change before he forces his way out. So I think he would. Yeah. You know, you'd see a shakeup of the roster before you'd see him just asking for his way out. But yeah. and, and it's really know. hard for a guy to ask out of a team. Like, I, I mean, James Harden really is the only guy that can do that, or has done it, uh, with a with multiple years on his contract. I mean, Anthony Davis had to, you know, again, this is maybe bad um, mojo because of because he injured his, he legit injured his ankle tonight. But uh, the talk around his last year in New Orleans, right, was that he was kind of nursing an injury to make sure he got out of New Orleans. Um, so, I mean, if Donovan's going to force his way out, it's still probably a couple years away. It's, it's not going to happen next year. Um, and, uh, you know, the Jazz will have a chance to put a team around him. Like, if, if the Jazz make a concerted effort in the offseason, uh, or, fuck, maybe maybe the Jazz win the championship. Then then the whole fucking equation changes at that point. Because, oh, they won the championship. That That changes everything. Um, I kind of wish we could use Giannis as a litmus test, but Giannis signed his before they won. So, you know, good for Giannis. But um, uh, if the Jazz somehow win the championship, then I'll, then again, the whole fucking equation just changes. So anyway, that's uh, that's that's enough for rants there. Um, can I tell you guys something? Yeah. Uh, I chose to watch this game tonight, the, the Lakers-Jazz. Like, um, I, took, I took a sick day from work because I didn't have to be at work. So, which means I didn't have to watch the jazz game for work. So I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna watch it leisurely. Look at this fucking idiot, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we we watched it without getting paid too. So, <laughs> um, uh, Jared and I watch it all the time without getting paid. Yeah, yeah, that's a, I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things that like it's like I'm uh, I, I'm really big into the United the United States the Utah gymnastics team now. I'm a uh, uh, the Red Rocks and like I watch those as a fan. Like, even though I go to events, I'm a fan. Um, and maybe it's the podcast, maybe it's because I've been in journalism for long, but it is hard for me to like watch jazz games as a fan. Like, even if, uh, if, even if I'm sitting in like the lower bowl, I'm like, like okay, this is a, you know, I think my mind is thinking in work terms. And I don't know, it's weird. Like, because I, I took a, a, a sick day today, like I said, but it's because I knew that um, uh, we didn't need to have a person there. Um, and this this comes up to like I'm a, a you know Mark and I talked about this about taking time for yourself. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Like taking taking because like we're talking about Rudy Gobert, you know, playing possibly semi injured, um, but people are complaining. You know, that's the thing is that fans complain when players don't play with a you know oh you tore your pec muscle still get out there and play, but you know like you know, Jerry shout Rudy, out to the to the Utah great uh, Eric Weddle who was now a Super Bowl champion. Fuck the Rams. 
And oh. um, like, I mean, Joe was like, why is Rudy Gobert playing? Because people want him to play. And like, we, we force athletes to play at less than 100%. Like, oh, if you, you know, um, you know, th- there's no blood, you know, you know, pick it up, you know, put, put your, put your pants on it and get, get out there. So, um, I, I, so Mark, I did that podcast, like Logan, like, where do you fall on like injuries and, or take, like, even just as a person, like taking time off from, uh, when you're not a hundred percent. Uh, I've got some very politically incorrect answers on that, that I'll keep to myself. <laughs> um, right. I, I've made, I've made references to certain parts of the body hurting, but, uh, yeah, nah, I mean that, that, that's a loaded question too, though, because like every time we suck, we're hurt. So yeah, uh, I, I, that's that's the part with Rudy. I have to like have a little bit of pushback on now. Is like, yeah, you know, just because he sucks ass doesn't mean he's always hurt. Because that that narrative came out last year too in Game Six, right? He was hurt too in that game. That's that that, but that didn't show itself until later this season. So I mean, if you're hurt. If you're hurt, you shouldn't. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't really care anymore. I think Carlos Boozer is the one who finally snapped me out of that because Carlos <laughs> Boozer was the hardest, and he, that's where I had to do a lot of growing up because like it seemed like he wouldn't play until he was 100. percent And I don't know that I agree with your take on that that, that that we force them to come back. I think that more players now will make sure they're 110 percent before they come back. Um, you know, but I, I don't. I don't know that. I don't know. They have to, I, I. It's one of those things I try not to even re- enter, entertain in my mind anymore because it's just. None of us really have any idea. And honestly, nobody has any idea except for the person who's who's doing that. You know, the actual player. There's there's only so many tests and things you can run, but ultimately, no one really knows right. what the answer is to that. But yeah. I just I don't I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to hear it after everything. And that was one of my other rants about the team run it back. Was you know we were already laying the groundwork for yeah as long because I said my tweet was no more excuses. You guys got what you wanted. But then I got a couple of replies that were, as long as we're healthy, we're like, okay, we're already laying the fucking groundwork for that. So, um, oh and I get gosh. it. If, oh if, there's a major, if there's a major injury, I understand it and I get it. But also, like, you know, like, it just it fucking happens to everybody. And like, last year was the worst case anyways. I don't, I don't want to talk about why. Right. I mean, this is Kawhi this, Leonard again. But. Like, well, let's not even go back as far like Kawhi Leonard. Let's go back to two hours ago, the Lakers without AD. Yeah, without Anthony um, Davis. Uh, <laughs> with the Jazz that team that's, you know, 90, like, you know, if you want to say that Rudy Gay <laughs> being out hurts the Jazz, sure, I guess, but, um, yeah, it's just, like, I, the, the, that's the, just uh, like what everybody was saying about, oh, uh, you know, them missing Draymond has no bearing on blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I was actually really no, encouraged. They tried, comp, they, comp, tried comp Draymond and Clay Thompson to uh, Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what Hey, that that um uh, that 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 Warriors win. I mean, that was the Warriors lost. We're talking about, but the, even the Warriors win, though. I felt, I felt so good after that Warriors win. I I, th- I thought that was the best win of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, that, uh, all those all all those feelings are gone. All those feelings are gone. Uh, are, are you, that, was are you, a, that was a Clayless Draymondless team well, as well, too, right? Hey, I, I'm all for that one too. That's, that's we're, right. I think we were out. We were out but that was still too, after right? the trade deadline, though. I mean, before the trade deadline. Yeah, that was before so the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, uh, Jared, are you are you team? I'm gonna rub some dirt on it, or uh I I feel like I'm team hedge to whatever suits my fancy. <laughs> We're, we're, hold just to, just to go back. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good place to be, actually. Um, the uh, the the question I have for you, who when you when you you said you and Mark were talking about take time for yourself. What what is, what do you mean? You're talking like personal mental health days, or you well, talk? What do you just like like today from like episode of like where you guys were talking about like being hurt and stuff like that? Yeah, because like, like I'm a, how, like in our daily lives too. Like I'm a, we again people are like really cheering that. Oh, Logan and Logan and Mark can't relate to the dating life thing. Don't don't bring that up. The what? The what life? Daily the, life. Daily. Oh, life. I thought you said dating life. Daily life thing. Like I'm a like you know Eric Weddle tears his pec, and people are like, oh my god, look how tough he is. I'm like, like is that is that a good idea to go and play football with a torn pec? Like, you could do more for, damage for him. Yeah, his career is pretty much over, so why not? Yeah, I mean, but like for, his, I mean that for I mean, others no. Like life, like life um, <laughs> could could be could hinder right. <laughs> Um, but like, uh, but then we kind of like talk about like Mark brought up like there are people who work on vacations, and like today, like I, I was like today was like one of the few guilt-free days like I could take off and not feel guilty that somebody else is gonna have to pick up my because there there was no work today. Like I could have gone in, done the jazz game, and you know, going for get paid for you know three hours of work. But there's actually like I don't have a deadline. I don't have to like put that on TV tonight. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you that people need to take days for themselves, especially the everyday working class person. And I've, I, you and I have had this conversation several times about you and you needing to take your time and yeah. not feel guilty about taking your time. So you know where I stand on that. I guess I'm not seeing the connection to professional athletes who only work a certain, a very small schedule out of the year. And I, I know I don't want to be that guy right now, but I'm going to be that guy because they're not doing, it's not the same thing. So well, I, I guess uh, I mean, you know, I, I guess Quentin, what I, Quentin, if he's been off, if he's been off for a month, he had plenty of time to get his mental health right. I guess. So, I, I, I guess what I'm connecting, what, what I'm connecting like is that like, like so we're cheering Eric Weddle for playing on a torn pack, and you're like, oh, it's his last game. I mean, not even just game, like like he tore his pack, and you know he's playing this like really physical game. Like this is an injury that he has to go get surgery for. And like if you ask a doctor, like, hey, should he be out there? You know, most doctors will tell you no. But, you know, we've conditioned ourselves to think that playing with the flu, you know, so, like if you can put one of your arms up, that you, you should be in the game. You mean playing hungover, though. You mean playing hungover. Well, I mean, whatever it is. Like, but again, but we, we, we call it the flu game, and we, we celebrate that as one well, of the greatest accomplishments because, of the world. That's because he's got a good PR team. Ahmad Rashad does his job. You know, but we'll do that for anything. So, so you're, you're you're asking, am I team Eric Weddle or am I team Kawhi Leonard? The answer is, I'm team Eric Weddle. Oh, there you go. And, and and when it comes into my daily life, yes, if I've got a, a huge, if I've got a huge contract in line, and I've done it before, where I've got to drive into the middle of nowhere when I feel like shit and trash and I'm sick, yes, those there's moments you have to rally and you got to pull your shit together and get get done to take care of your family and life. So, for sure, yeah, I, I see it at different moments. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 on I'm on. And Weddle's so different because he's at the end of his career. If I was, if it was Jalen Ramsey, probably not. <laughs> but if <laughs> yeah. I'm if I'm Weddle, everything's lined up perfectly, right? Yeah. Where you know it's just yeah. like for for me, it's just like I'm uh, like we we I I'm, I'm seeing it so much. Like, like we're pushing out narratives of you know cheering people coming back. You know, oh Donovan Donovan should be back soon, right? Like no, we we don't know. We have no idea if Donovan should be back from his concussion anytime soon. Then we hear what yeah, we're no, going for through. Sure, for sure, for sure. That's why I said I don't like trying to wade in those waters. I, I get yeah. what you're saying now because there was so much concussion stuff in Ruby's calf. Right. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm not and, and, and that's why I don't want to go back to the well. John and Carl played all these games things because it's not, it's not in the same world, and so it's not really important. But yeah, you're, you're going to see very. I think there's a reason why you see fewer and fewer Eric Weddle situations because they just don't happen anymore. Ron, no one's cutting their finger off like Ronnie Lott to play the game. It's just the players are making Dude. business decisions most times, which is not which is not bad. Rodney know? Lott is amazing, and you know, forty crazy as fuck. Forty <laughs> crazy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and amazing. Both yeah. things are true. Yeah, both <laughs> things are true. Well, hey, this was. A very depressing episode of the High Notes, um, but I did. I think we prefaced it at the beginning. It was going to be depressing. I can't remember what my intro was, but um, I'm sure it was something close to that. Just um, go with the anti-trade deadline, the one I thought you were really starting with. I'm like, oh my god, we're really doing that. <laughs> I'll I'll sneak it in there. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, go to this is 49. Um, well, you know the All Star Game's coming up. Uh, the Jazz have two All Stars. They're on different teams. Um, Oh, fuck that game. Yeah. Hey, it might be in Salt Lake next year, so or it might not be, uh, depending on the laws. Because no, they're panting anti-transgender legislation, so they're going to take it away. That, that's a, oh. that's also also a very good uh, a very good possibility. So, uh, Dragon Squatch. Like, remember when we like to use to like All Star games? What happened? <laughs> uh, I never liked the game. I always liked the set the Saturday night stuff. Saturday All Star Saturday night stuff is fun for me to watch. I still get a kick out of that shit. But yeah, like, uh, little like mini games. You know, three point contest. Well, after, and after watching the last ones, like every All Star game should always take place in Vegas, anyways, because like why the hell not? I saw the, I saw like the hockey thing was like they were doing like the skills competition on fucking the Bellagio little pond thing. I mean, why are we wasting our time? Where are they at? Cleveland? Are they going to go Cleveland and Utah back to back? Is that is that what you guys are saying? I mean, you know, assuming laws and whatnot. So next year is supposed to be Utah. It's supposed to be yeah. Utah. So God um, damn. Sorry, players. Cleveland uh, and then. Nightlife, <laughs> yeah, nightlife. I mean, um, uh, hey, you know, you know, there's gonna be a lot of guys over at the the, the Great Escape in in Logan. That's how you. Oh. That's how you. Um, uh, that's how you make that. Uh, yeah, five star like, review. What's yeah. the Great Escape? Is that like a whorehouse or is that like an escape room? What is <laughs> no, it's, it's, escape? An escape. It's, it's an escape. It's an escape. Letter from room. column A. Letter from column B. So it's a Ooh, even better. Whores, whores. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say whores. I mean, whores could be men too, right? I want to make that clear that when I talk about whores, I'm talking about men and women. Oh yeah, exactly. and, and they them. So whatever it is, it's all. 
Uh, so Whores don't discriminate on gender. Yep. If, you, if you, in fact, Chris, growing up, you knew that whore was an adjective, verb, noun, and it was used to describe situations and people. So <laughs> I apologize. I'm still speaking like a high school kid. But um, uh, hordes. Um, uh, but uh, you know, it's. I mean, if we haven't in Las Vegas every year, um, uh, as long as there's there's not many Alvin Kamara situations, they should be able to do that. Because I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Donovan and Rudy would love to go to. Um, uh, Rudy could stay at the Paris in uh in, in Vegas. You know, he he has a room uh, right at the, the top of the Alpha, uh, the fake Eiffel Tower there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, it's it's the All Star. It's, it's funny that we had very little All Star talk on this podcast because mainly because I I don't give a damn, and so I don't even have it on, like on my notes to talk about. And then I'm like, we got done recording, I'm like, oh yeah, All Star stuff happened. Yeah, we missed the whole like crying situation and stuff, and yeah, like left just, a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor. Yeah, just like yeah, you know, it is what it is. So, um, anyway, um, uh, thanks for joining us, folks. Um, uh, I go here we go. Aight, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Dude, what you're what you're describing is a bunch of casuals. Only <laughs> casuals would want to relive the relive the good and not the bad. We have the most sophisticated fan base in all of jazz. And so yeah. should be listening for. The deeper meanings there, and the finding the, the wins and the losses. You stop know, so. it! This, this is going to be the end credits. You got to stop that. Fuck all of them. <laughs> <laughs>